TCU can win the national championship. Not only can they win it, I think they're going to win the national championship against Georgia on Monday night. Hey, it's Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, how you find us covering the Big 12 Conference from top to bottom. Thank you for joining us. YouTube, Facebook, podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. So I believe TCU is going to win this game. I picked TCU to win against Michigan in the college football playoff semifinal when all the naysayers, all the other national media talking heads, they were out there and they were like, oh my goodness, Michigan's going to blow them out. It's going to be a double-digit win. They already had the Wolverines in the national championship game. Well, they were wrong. And then what did you see at the college football playoff semifinal was playing out? You saw all these national media folks on Twitter like, what's wrong with Michigan? What's going on with the Wolverines? Hey, geniuses, maybe, novel concept, I know, but maybe, just maybe, TCU's a damn good football team, and you didn't watch them all season, and uh, they deserve a lot more respect than you've been giving them. There's a thought. Just, just, just an idea. Just a thought. So TCU is going to win this game, first off, for a couple of reasons. Offensively, TCU is going to be able to get the ball downfield. Ohio State threw for over 500 yards against Georgia. All the talk about, and, and this is where so many want to live like five to ten years ago. They did this with TCU. Oh, it's the Big 12. They're a bunch of fast little guys who don't have any strength or power. Uh, no, that's not what this TCU team is. We saw that play out against Michigan. They beat them in the trenches on both sides of the ball. This notion that, oh, the SEC, the almighty SEC defense is now, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I understand that Georgia uh, is going to pose a better de- defense against TCU than probably what Michigan did. I'm not expecting TCU to put up half a hundo on Georgia on Monday night. But the Georgia defense get, did get torched for 500 passing yards by C.J. Stroud. And I mean, you know, you look at Marvin Harrison Jr., he looked like the old man against, uh, you know, when he was with the Colts, with Peyton Manning. That's what he looked like. So, you know, Georgia, the notion that Georgia and the almighty SEC defense is nobody can beat them up, I don't think that's true. I certainly don't think it's true in this game. I think that TCU, that receiver core led by Quentin Johnston, uh, they're going to be able to make big plays down the field. They're going to have to make big plays down the field to win this game. And I believe that they are more than capable of doing it. I think that this wide receiver core, Max Duggan's ability to get the ball down the field, use his legs when needed, and find guys like Johnston, Barber, and others wide open, whether it's over the middle, down the sideline, in the flat, they're going to have success doing that against this Georgia defense just based on what I saw with Ohio State. Now, I know Kirby Smart's a defensive guy. He's going to try to lock this thing down as he should. He's going to look at that tape and be you know, disgusted with his defense. He should be. But if I'm also Sonny Dykes on the other side, I'm looking at this and saying, why not? Why can't we do what the Ohio State offense just did? Look at what we did against Michigan, for crying out loud. That was a top 10 offense against a top 10 defense. And look what we did against them. TCU's offense should have an enormous amount of confidence after what they did against Michigan. That's without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, then you look at it and look at the other side of the ball. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, 
Uh, Stetson Bennett's a nice quarterback. He started to find more options throughout the season. There's no doubt about that. He has found those options throughout the season. But I'm not. If I'm TCU, I am in no way intimidated by Stetson Bennett. I'm not. You just beat a Michigan offensive line that most people before last week would have told you is a better offensive line than what Georgia brings to the table. So why would you be intimidated by the Georgia offense? If there's a side of the ball to be, I guess, somewhat intimidated by Georgia over, it'd be the defense. And I'm not intimidated if I'm TCU by either side of the ball. But I'm looking at this thing on on the defensive side for TCU, and I'm like, okay, we just we just really went to town against the Joe Moore Award winners in that Michigan offensive line. Why can't we manhandle the same thing, the same offensive line with Georgia? Why can't we do that again? You've got the speed. You've got the strength. You've got a secondary that continues to get disrespected. Like, this is TCU secondary, and what Joe Gillespie has done, the TCU defensive coordinator with this unit, especially that secondary, like, there are NFL players on this defense for TCU. I know that will shock you if you're an SEC fan watching this, but there are NFL players on that side of the ball for the TCU Horn Frogs. Maybe not as many as Georgia. I understand that. Maybe not as many, you know, high-round draft picks, but this TCU defense has NFL players. The secondary is stout. It's got guys on that side of the ball who are going to be playing on Sundays. And if you lock down a couple of the key pieces for Bennett, you know he likes to use his tight ends. TCU has these guys in this 3-3-5 defense where they can guard you if you're a wide receiver. They can guard you if you're a tight end. They can come into the box and stop you in the front seven. They can you know, hit the gap, land a big hit on a running back. They have a lot of versatility. And it's not because they're a bunch of undersized guys. Stop with that notion. That is just so disrespectful and far too common and shows that people don't actually watch the Big 12 and haven't watched this TCU team all season. They just haven't done it. So I like TCU in this game. And let's also not forget about special teams. TCU's special teams, in terms of um, the efficiency numbers that get used, one of the advanced metrics, is light years ahead of Georgia's in terms of national rankings. So I like TCU in this game. I believe that TCU ends up beating Georgia for a national championship 41-37 to on Monday night. Give me the Horn Frogs. Give me Max Duggan. Give me Sonny Dykes. Given the Big 12 their first national championship in the college football playoff era, which is just going to be an absolutely outstanding, outstanding night for the Big 12, and it will launch this conference into a new era with OU and Texas getting set to leave. Now, the uh, question becomes, when are OU and Texas going to leave? I will get to that coming up. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12. Thanks for being here. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Would really appreciate you doing that. Facebook Live, share it, the podcast, leave a rating, review, subscribe. That's how you get these free Heartland College Sports koozies that we're giving away. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and we'll get you hooked up. 
All right, I will talk about OU in Texas and whether or not they're going to leave early coming up here in, a, in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about our great sponsor here as we kick off the new year. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for the wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I know, I know, I know, college ball's ending, but to kick off the road, the Super Bowl 57, we've got the NFL playoffs. I'm involved. I know you're involved. And new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. You heard that right. Bet $5, get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get free. You'll get a free bet back up to $10. The action's good. Why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm here in Kansas City. We've got the bye, but you know what? DraftKings is going to keep me in the loop all weekend long. I'm going to be having fun this weekend. College football is going to be over, so it's going to be all about the NFL playoffs, and uh, DraftKings is the place to go. Support us. Support DraftKings. Great way to continue to help us grow this show and be a part of what they're doing, and you can't beat the deal. Bet $5, get 200 bucks in free bets instantly. My goodness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code HCS for Heartland College Sports. That's HCS. And those new customers bet 5 bucks in the NFL, get $200 in free bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with our code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All righty, let's talk about what's going on here uh, with the Big 12. Brett Yormark, of course, is at the national championship game this week and getting set for TCU and Georgia. And he talked to the media. And um, one thing that he said about OU and Texas leaving early for the SEC is that he's open to it. We know that Oklahoma and Texas are set to leave for the SEC by July of 2025. But there's speculation. Could they leave early? Your mark told Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated that if it works for all stakeholders, I'm open to it. Now, I believe OU and Texas are gone by 2024. I think that's fine. As long as this works for the Big 12 Conference, I am completely okay with it. And you know what? I think it will work for the Big 12 Conference. I think that part of the deal when the Big 12 re-upped with ESPN and Fox, we know that ESPN has all the rights to the SEC. Part of the deal, wink, wink, nod, nod. I don't know if anything is set in stone on this front or in writing, but it was, hey, can we get OU in Texas out early? In 2024, that's when the Big Ten is bringing in USC and UCLA. It's a clean split instead of these two clunky, awkward years of Houston, UCF, um, along with Cincinnati and BYU, plus OU and Texas. Can we have one awkward year and then cut things off? And your mark was probably like, sure, as long as we get some coin out of this. And that's that's if I'm Brett, your mark, that's the big thing. It's got to work for this league financially. He's got, OU and Texas have no leverage. He's got all the leverage, right? Brett Yormark has all the leverage in this situation because OU and Texas are stuck until 2025 unless they want to pay what's been reported, uh, you know, up to 90 million bucks. They don't want to do that. Now, from what I've gathered, and this is just what I've heard, Texas would actually consider doing it because they just burn money there. OU for as much money as OU has, is not really in the financial position to make that happen. 
So OU is really not in that kind of place where they can just go out there, throw $90 million out the window, and not even really think about it or not even really worry about it. That's just not – OU's got money, but they don't have that kind of stupid money. Only Texas and a couple others have that kind of stupid money. So if I'm your mark, I'm saying, sure, they can leave early. It is probably best for everybody, but we're not just going to let them walk. There's got to be something in it for us. And that's where I trust Brett Yormark. Where, like, Brett Yormark is not going to let the Big 12 be taken advantage of here. That's just not who he is. That's not his background. He comes from pro sports. He's not here to shake hands and be buddies with guys because, you know, his uh, old friend from college became the head of the, you know, a commissioner in the SEC. Now, I'm not saying that's the case with Greg Sankey or anybody else, but you get it, right? He's not from the old boys club of college athletics. Just not who he is. He's here to build this Big 12 brand, to do what's in the best interest for this conference. Everything I've seen, every move that's been made thus far, suggests to me that's the case. So I see no reason to change it. I see no reason that the Big 12 necessarily has to do whatever ESPN wants them to do, considering the leverage that they still have. But, you know, your mark saying that he's open to it, to Pat Forty, tells me that it's going to happen. That's my prediction. It's going to happen, and it's going to be fine for everybody. You know, like, I think that OU and Texas obviously want to be out by 2024. Heck, they probably want to be out this summer if they could. Um, I think that, you know, the Big 12 is ready to move on to whatever its next is going to look like, and they should feel that way. The Big 12 should feel confident enough, more than confident enough. Look at TCU playing for a national championship. The Big 12 should have complete confidence in itself to be able to move on without OU in Texas. They don't, you know, I mean, yes, you want them. I'm not saying you want to lose Oklahoma and Texas, but the notion that this league is going to fall back into being the AAC is based on nothing. It's based on nothing outside of those who either don't watch the league or want that to be the case. Those are the only people that believe that that's going to happen. Since OU and Texas left or announced that they were leaving the Big 12 for the SEC, neither team has played for a Big 12 football title, right? Neither team has won a Big 12 basketball tournament or a regular season title. Like, it's going to be okay. Yes, they're, they're blue bloods. I understand it. But this idea that, oh, boy, this is, world's going to end. I mean, it's not going to be the brand recognition. But brand recognition only gets you, or I should say, should only get you so far. Unfortunately, in college athletics, it still gets you further than it should. Just ask the college football playoff committee over the last eight years about that and whether or not being a blue blood matters. But it really shouldn't matter like it does. And the Big 12 is going to continue to prove itself on the field. Just look at what, think about what UCF is going to be in the Big 12. I already think they're a sleeping giant. I mean, they can become a monster program at this level. Cincinnati, I know they lost Luke Fickle. That's a you know rough deal going to Wisconsin. But still, I, I'm high on what they can be and what they've been over the last 20 to 25 years. What they peaked at under Luke Fickle making a college football playoff. Houston, can they be the next TCU? You know, now moving up to a Power 5 conference in the state of Texas. And BYU is a national brand. And, you know, they're going to be able to take things to the next level now that they're in a Power 5 conference. And that's going to be exciting for a ton of reasons 
for this league. So yeah, you don't want to lose him. But Brett Yormark is smart, where, and I think he realizes and he's confident enough to understand that this league's going to be A-OK. Is it going to be the SEC out of the gates? Is it going to be the Big Ten? No, it's not. No one's trying to convince you otherwise right now. But it can be a clear number three. It can be an obvious number three conference in America. I believe it will be. And I think that, you know, Yormark is leading the way in that conversation, and we'll get that, and we'll understand that. And is going to promote that. So I'm not freaking out over this. You know, I, I know that some of you may want OU and Texas to stay longer, stay that one more year just for some. But, I, you know, I say let them go. I say let them go. Um, it'll be a good, clean break for everybody after next season. I think it's going to be kind of awkward next season. That's why we haven't gotten the Big 12 football schedule yet. I don't know what it's going to look like. But let's just call it a day after 2023. All move on. Hopefully get a nice size check, invest it for the conference, whatever that means, and then move on 2024, full steam ahead as the new look Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo, covering the Big 12 for heartlandcollegesports.com, owner, operator of that website. Been doing it for several years. Thank you guys for helping us grow this thing to, geez, I mean, millions of Big 12 fans every single month that we are now reaching because of you. Subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel. Thank you for doing that. We're going to cover the Big 12 all year long. This doesn't end after football ends. Trust me, we're going to keep these shows going. The podcast, every single week, download that, rate, review, subscribe. You get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that, for being a part of it. Um, Last note on, on a scheduling front, we still don't have the Big 12 football schedule. And uh, some people are starting to wonder what that means. Your mark said over the weekend it's coming out real soon. There is some speculation that maybe it's because OU and Texas are trying to get out for 2023, get out of the Big 12 for 2023. I have no evidence to back that up, nothing to suggest that that's the case. Would anything surprise me in college sports today? No. But I'm guessing that it took the Big 12 a little bit longer to put together the schedule. 14 teams, four new teams coming in. They're not going to do divisions, so how do you kind of schedule this thing? It's a little clunky, a little awkward. And now you're at the point where you've got a team in the national championship game. Just wait. Just wait till later this week. I know we all want our plans. We all want to mark off our dates for the fall. We want to make sure that you know no one sets a fall wedding the same day as your favorite team's home game. I understand all of that. But just give it a few days. They do not, the Big 12 did not want to release it this past week. Not when you get a team playing for a national championship. So at this point, wait till the middle later this week. Next week, it's going to be fine. And uh, you know what? I, I, the Big 12 schedule is going to be out before we know it. Don't worry. It'll be right around the corner. You'll be able to mark off all your dates for your home games, prepare those tailgates, start dreaming about that beautiful, perfect fall day in Ames, Iowa, Lubbock, Texas, Stillwater, Oklahoma, Orlando, Florida, and uh, life's going to be good. It's going to be A-OK. We're all going to make it. I'm Pete Mundo. It is great to be with you. Let's just look at some of the comments on Facebook Live. Teresa writes, Big 12 never gets any respect and still won't after TCU beats Georgia. I'm with you, Teresa. 41-37. Go Frogs. Uh, what else do we have here on Facebook Live? Pete, isn't it true that Michigan's offensive line is better than Georgia's O-line? 
And TCU manhandled Michigan at the line of scrimmage. Really don't know how Georgia's uh, offensive line can protect their QB. Plus, TCU will shut down Georgia's elite tight end. I, TC- I see TCU scoring easy. It will be a close game. I like it. 41-37 is my number. Uh, Patrick, not for nothing, Pete. The fact that Georgia has not been held accountable for stealing Grambling State's logo is the biggest story no one wants to talk about in all of college football. I love it. I love it. I love it, Pat. You're the man. (laughs) Kevin says, let OU and Texas go. It is time. I think it is time. It is in everybody's best interest. Thank you guys for being here for another great show. So appreciate you joining us. Uh, Go TCU. Go Big 12. We are all fired up and uh, can't wait for Monday night. We'll be back here on Tuesday recapping the game, talking about the game. And man, oh man, let's go Frogs. Let's go Big 12. Thank you for being here. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And we'll talk to you all soon. Take care.